Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Digging In Missouri Farm Bureau's podcast. I'm your special guest host this week, Garrett Hawkins, and I am humbled to serve as your president. Uh, I tell you what, we've got an exciting show today as I am joined by a true champion for affordable health coverage for farmers and ranchers, and that's Anthony Kimbrough, the Chief Executive Officer of Tennessee Farm Bureau Health Plans. Anthony, welcome to Digging In. Thank you, President Hawkins. Uh, appreciate you uh, allowing me a few minutes to, to share our story with you, because I think it's a story that uh, that will resonate with uh, the folks in, in Missouri that you work hard on every single day to advocate uh, about issues. So glad to talk with you today. Well, Anthony, you know, you had the chance to attend our legislative briefing uh, a few months ago as we talked about this topic. And, you know, I'm sure your experience uh, working for Tennessee Farm Bureau Health Plans is similar to the experience I have as I travel the state. As I visit with farm families, so many talk to me about the need for affordable health coverage. You know, as we think about how we bring the kids home to the farm or to the rural community, so many times uh, we hear now that health coverage is truly an impediment. Now, I can remember as a kid, I remember mom and dad dreading um, November, December timeframe when the premium notice would come and they would question what the percentage increase was going to be in their health coverage. And then the conversation that always took place in the, in the kitchen was, how are we going to pay for it? Because um, it was always an increase, and they were always trying to figure out how on earth they were going to provide health care coverage for our family. So, you know, you fast forward, it's been a few years now <laughs> since I was a kid, uh, but it seems like, Anthony, the, the conversation hasn't changed. And in fact, I hear more and more from people anymore. So can you just help give us the landscape of where you think healthcare coverage is today. And, and it's interesting, uh, President Hawkins, you talk about the word affordable, uh, which is what we, we all talk about and, and, and hope to be able to, to provide to folks. Now, that is a relative term, I'll be honest, because healthcare sure. is expensive. Healthcare is expensive. <clears throat> and so um, what we have, have sought to do in Tennessee and have managed to be able to to be doing it for 75 plus years now is to find a way for those very folks that you just described, those those young adults who want to stay on the farm, mom and dad who want to be able to provide health coverage for their family. We've been able through the years to find a way that, that we can, when you look at the options that are out there, uh, that we can provide them options for their families that are as affordable as anything else that is out there. And uh, in, in fact, and this is really President Hawkins in, in today's world, there aren't many options out there. Uh, I mean, that's the fact of the matter. If you're not eligible for the, the direct credits, the direct credits that are available in the Affordable Care Act in that marketplace, you bear the cost of your health coverage totally by yourself. You're on your own. And there just aren't many options out there. That's what we've been able to provide for farmers and, and, and folks in rural communities in, 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 in Tennessee. And that's why you're talking to me today, 
is because you guys are trying to to be able to put yourselves in a position to do that same thing in Missouri. Well, when you say aren't too many options, uh, we've got about 52 Missouri counties that you have two carriers. And I can tell you in our county, when we moved home to the farm in 2016, we had two carriers that offered one bronze level plan each. Uh, that were anything but affordable as we looked at bearing the total cost uh, for those plans. And that's what I hear all the time all across the state. So you mentioned something interesting, the fact that Tennessee Farm Bureau has been in this space for 75 years in helping try to meet a need for you know, kind of a, a niche group of, of people. So what does that look like when you talk about a health plan what is a health plan? For us, it is, it's, it's much what other people look for. It's, it's preventive coverage. It's hospitalization. It's prescription drugs. It's for me to go see my doctor. It's for me to be able to go to the emergency room and to have a network that's not so restrictive or so limited that I can't find uh, providers to be able to do that for us. And, uh, and, and so that's, when we talk about the health plans that we offer in Tennessee to individuals and families, that's exactly what they do. They are quality health care plans. A lot of times people will will talk about and, and, and you'll hear a little bit of that in Missouri as you as you go down the road of trying to do this for your members is, is they'll talk about, well, those those can't be really good quality plans. Yes, they are good quality plans. And again, people are making that decision every single month with their pocketbook because they're they're writing those checks and 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 you're not gonna you're not gonna write that check month after month year after year if it's not providing all those things i just described in a quality manner for your members you're not going to do that if it's not happening for your family and and so We've been able to do that uh, in the individual and family market that we're talking about. We cover over 100,000 Tennesseans today. And, 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 and President Hawkins, it is, you mentioned, I think, a niche market. And, and I would never want anything that, that, that I would say uh, to, to be bashing the Affordable Care Act or that marketplace or to, to speak against that. Where that's working for some folks, many folks that, that are eligible for those credits, that may be exactly where they need to be. But there's a large segment of folks here in Tennessee and in your state that that don't fit that. And they're sitting out there looking at, I really have no options for that type of health care outside of a marketplace that I now have to bear the full brunt of that cost. And, and folks all across the country have recognized that for individuals and families that are self-employed, i.e. farmers and, and other rural uh, folks in, in Missouri, there's really not an avenue. That's the niche that we're meeting. And, uh, and, and those numbers right. are pretty significant in every state. So when, when you talk about a health plan, in simplest terms, um, how do you distinguish it from traditional insurance? Really and truly, the because today we're using a network that in Tennessee is the largest provider network in the state. And, and, and one, I know that we've talked to you guys about helping with in, in Missouri. 
again, is a broad provider network. It would be the same doctors, the same hospitals that someone with traditional ACA insurance, health insurance, would, would go to in Missouri. The primary difference is it's offered under the umbrella of a membership service organization like the Missouri Farm Bureau that has a history and a tradition of membership service and meeting the needs of its farm members. And so under that umbrella, that allows it through a state statute to operate and to function and for that prospective Farm Bureau to offer those health plans to their members. And quite honestly, that's the biggest distinction between it and the other typical health insurance that you see out there. So it's not regulated to the degree that those plans are regulated, but there is that umbrella of that membership service organization. And as, as I said earlier, members will make their decisions every single month. They don't need someone to tell them, is this a good thing for you? Is this working for your family? They see the evidence of that as they use it. I don't know if that answered your question, but that's really the, the primary difference is the, the statutory authority as part of, in this case, the Missouri Farm Bureau to offer those plans. Well, I want to get to that, particularly the legislative component of this. But just to, to reiterate, you know, you are talking about, Anthony, individual and family plans. You're talking about being offered under the umbrella of a membership organization. So in order to access said service um, and, and you have, if on a plan, you're able to access a broad network of providers, it functions like what rural hospitals and clinics are accustomed to, right? In terms mm -hmm. of when people come in with, with traditional coverage through the ACA. So back end looks the same, but the front end looks a little bit different, yes, right? Yes. When a person yes. wants to seek coverage. Yes. And let me, and, and so great, great point. Um, because this is the other, the other distinction is that I call it, we do it the old fashioned way. We still have to underwrite prospective members. In other words, you have to qualify for coverage under these plans. Obviously, you have to be a member of the, of, of the Missouri Farm Bureau. For us in Tennessee, it's a Tennessee Farm Bureau. But, but we do underwrite individuals based on health risk. So we can tell someone no. Um, and, and, and what that means is, and, and this is the best way I can describe that, is we're able to say yes to about nine out of 10 people who apply for our coverages. But that means to one out of 10, we're telling no. It would be the same way if you were to go to your, your uh, property and casualty uh, office tomorrow and talk to one of your, your agents and try to to uh, cover your barn. And even while you knew there was a fire on the backside of the barn, they're gonna probably tell you, no, your barn's already on fire. That's a way oversimplified explanation of, of, of underwriting. But if someone were to come with us with a high cost uh, health situation, we're most likely going to deny them that. Uh, 
and here's why. Here's the fundamental difference, because that's a scary that's a scary topic in health coverage is because people won't guarantee coverage. But here's the difference. This is an individual and a family plan. It's not a group plan in an employer based plan without any underwriting. I've got to get that job first, right, before I'm eligible for that coverage. And and so they've got that built in protection. The Affordable Care Act has a an annual sign up period, an enrollment period. Why? Because they know you can't let people wait until they're sick or until they need that procedure, until they need that gallbladder removed before they come to you and say, OK, I'm going to buy your insurance now. They would only buy it when they when they absolutely had to have it. And and so that allows us and that's why you need the statutory authority to be able to do it, because that is different from the marketplace. But it puts you in a position to be able to do what you first began this conversation with is to talk about something that is as affordable as it can possibly be for your members who are bearing the cost of that 100%. That underwriting allows us to do that. And I would I would finish that that by saying quickly that their underwriting happens one time, President Hawkins. It happens when you apply. If a year from then you could you're diagnosed with cancer, you're diagnosed with uh, congestive heart failure, you have a heart attack. You're you're covered. You're covered. You're not underwritten again, nor will your premiums go up because you've now been diagnosed with cancer. Your premiums will only adjust as the overall total claims cost of that whole group. Uh, go up. Never will your cost go up simply because of your own use, nor will you ever be underwritten again for those conditions. So it, it only speaks okay. to it in that sense. I hope that helps. But that is an important difference that, that your folks would need to understand. It is. And I think it's important for folks to also understand that we're adding the the goal is to add choice, right? To add choice for this group of folks who have essentially been left behind um, and have so few of options. So if a person were to be denied, it's not like we have taken away any choices. All we have tried to do is to provide another option. All the other options that were already at their disposal are still there, right? It's a great point. Great point. You're not taking anything away. You're simply giving another option for those folks who have very, very limited and expensive options today. That's correct. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the legislative process. Um, obviously, you know, Tennessee, you all have, um, you all have been in this space for decades. We've seen several state farm bureaus that have worked hard within their respective states to tackle this issue and have found success. I think six have programs in operation. And I, if I'm correct, Anthony, Arkansas and North Dakota, their general assemblies gave approval for their respective state farm bureaus to address this issue. Um, talk a little bit about the legislative process 
as you see it, because clearly you all have been experts. You and your team have been experts in this space and have been sought to help answer questions about your experience. Yeah. Uh, you know, three or four things I would say is, is one, you're not out there by yourself. There are, as you just outlined, several states. The many states have recognized we've got a gap in health coverage today for this population of individuals we just talked about. Is there anything being done to address that option today? The answer to that really is no. And, and so this is an opportunity to step up and try to, and try to address that. Uh, secondly, you know it works. We've got a long history of doing it in Tennessee. We're now seeing it work in Indiana, in Kansas, in South Dakota, and in Texas. And, and, and those, those folks in far, and, and, and some others, but those folks and those Farm Bureau folks would tell you, you know, it's exactly what we told our prospective members it would be when we were trying to, to work with the legislature and put it into place. Thirdly, they're finding out that it delivers, the product itself delivers exactly what they, they've talked about it uh, doing by way of giving them quality coverage with, with respectable, mm -hmm. good networks. Um, and, 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 and you just have to finally have an honest discussion with the members of your, uh, of, of your legislative bodies to help them understand that, as you said earlier, we're not taking anything off the table. But are you going to tell those nine out of 10? No, we're not going to make this effort for you because we can't help this one person over here that, again, still has those same options they had before. But we're going to be committed to help 90% if we can do that. And 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 if we can tell that that young that young couple that, you know, y'all can start your family and you can stay on mom and dad's farm. You can continue this and, and extend it into the next generation. And, and those other rural uh, folks who help support that farm community. And then the other thing that you're going to find, uh, you're going to you're going to attract new members to the Farm Bureau. That's a, that's an important piece of this. Again, it's that trust and that integrity that the Farm Bureau brand has. And people are going to say, well, if the Missouri Farm Bureau has has done its due diligence and looked at this and, 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 and this person from Tennessee can tell your 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 folks in Missouri that you've done that and your team has done that. You've, you've talked to us a lot and you've been here and you've seen what we do. And uh, can that work for the folks you represent in Missouri? And, and the answer answer is a resounding yes. Now you've got to get those folks to help you in the halls of the state capitol in Missouri, spread that same message. Because the plan works, the, the, the process works. It achieves what you want to achieve on behalf of the Missouri Farm Bureau and your members. Now we just gotta put you guys in a position so that you can deliver on something that no one, if they're honest, will acknowledge isn't a problem that exists. So, Anthony, I've got to, you know, as we talk to legislators um, and then hear some of the rhetoric that's out there, one of the uh, uh, opposition's talking points is that this legislation uh, doesn't create a level playing field for all insurance companies in the health coverage space. How would you respond to that? 
Well, I would say that our members who make their decisions every single month by sending a premium to us, that gummit, that's as good a regulator as, as, as anyone could ever find because they have to be pleased and satisfied with what we're providing them or we wouldn't be able to stay in business and continue to offer them. Uh, we've got a history in, in Tennessee of working very closely. And, and that's the thing about it. Though you have the statutory authority to offer this health plan outside of regulated coverage, doesn't mean you ignore all of those principles of what's good business and, 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 and what, what it means to be able to take care of your members in a health plan. We work very closely with our department here in Tennessee, uh, the regulator, to let them know what we're doing. We even, we even have brought them in on our grievance process so they can see when a member complains and, 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 and about a, complaint, a, a claim or, or something else, customer service or whatever. We'll share that information with them. And so there's, there's nothing that we're ashamed of or hiding about what it is that we do. Uh, at all. And I don't know if that that answers their 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 question. But at the end of the day, if we don't take care of our members, they're not going to ask us to be taking care of them next month. And we've got to be doing it right. We've got to deliver it correctly and at a cost that is a good deal for them or they're not going to be back. OK, I've got one other question that dovetails really well. You know, my grandma, I remember as a kid, she would read uh, Chicken Little to me all the time. And Chicken Little reminds me a, <laughs> a lot, again, of the conversations that happen in the Capitol, that it seems like uh, folks want to say that the sky will fall or the marketplace will collapse. We will disrupt the marketplace in Missouri if we're allowed to offer a health plan. I'm curious, do you still have healthy functioning in marketplaces in the other states where a health plan uh, is offered? Absolutely. The marketplace has been 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 open for business since 2013. This is 2023 and nearing the end of that 10 years. And uh, I know the regulators in Tennessee would tell you our marketplace today is healthier than it was in 2013. We've got more insurers in that marketplace. There are more options for, for Tennesseans in that marketplace. So if, if that were the case, if those naysayers were correct, none of that would, would be the case in Tennessee. It just simply isn't the experience. And, and what we're seeing in Indiana and Kansas, the states that have been doing this a, a longer period of time now, in, in addition to us, they've not seen that. Again, the folks we're meeting the needs for, that niche that you spoke to, by and large, most of them weren't in the marketplace anyway. They were uninsured. We're not pulling huge numbers away from the marketplace, if hardly any numbers at all. We're meeting the needs of folks who weren't there in the beginning. Meeting the needs. I think that really um, hits the nail on the head with what we're trying to do. We're trying to meet a need for young people as well as maybe those who are more seasoned in their ag experience and are just trying to bring a spouse home to the farm where they belong instead of going to town to get a job solely to access health insurance and maybe have a little bit of money left over to pay a grocery bill, which doesn't go very far anymore. 
mean, truly, this is such an important conversation, Anthony. And I, I thank you and your team uh, for being available to answer our questions. This, this is a fight worth having. And, and truly, when you talk about um, uh, the nine, um, truly, as I travel the state, I have another annual meeting uh, this evening. When I talk about our efforts to improve access to affordable health coverage, I'm sure you get the same look as you talk about this issue, the same look that I get as I talk to our members, the heads that nod, the eyes that well up, the personal stories that are shared uh, yeah. about the struggle of trying to pay that premium every month, or heaven forbid, those that talk to me and say they're going uninsured because they simply can't afford it. In today's day and age, it just isn't right. And that's why we're here. Uh, it gets us back to the whole purpose of Farm Bureau, right? To improve the quality of life uh, for those that we serve. There's not another brand in Missouri they trust more than the Missouri Farm Bureau. And so for something so fundamentally important, and as you described, so emotionally important as healthcare and providing for their families, who else? Would I rather be able to go to for that and that type of a product than an organization that I trust like I do, the Missouri Farm Bureau? So at the end of the day, that's what you're talking about doing. Uh, and that that to me is exciting. And, and, I, and I have a lot of respect for you guys for, for fighting, the, fighting the battle on behalf of, of farmers and, and rural people in, in Missouri. You can do it, and we're going to be cheerleading for you here from all the way from Tennessee and, and help where we can help you to be successful in that effort. Well, Anthony, thank you, and, and certainly I think our members know that they certainly um, they are worth fighting for, and it certainly isn't right that so many have been left behind for these years. So. We're going to keep fighting to get this done because it is a noble cause uh, worth fighting. So Tennessee Farm Bureau Health Plans Executive Officer, Mr. Anthony Kimbrough, thank you so much for joining us for digging in. Folks, please make sure to share this podcast with your fellow farmers and, and others who enjoy listening to us. Also go online to mofb.org to find our commentaries and the latest news about your organization. Thank you and take care.